Welcome to the Canacook Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we're taking a break from our usual focus on family, leadership, and spiritual growth to do a mini-series on Advent. If you're new here, welcome. You've picked a great time to jump in. This content is great for any age during the holiday season, and we hope it helps you focus on what Christmas should really be about, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Canacug Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and you'll find her name at the top of the nice list. It's Beth Ann Lampley. Hey, everybody. We are excited to be here at the Canacug Podcast and to welcome our listeners to our Christmas Advent series. We're in our final week of our journey to Christmas morn as we celebrate the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yay, we're getting close to the big day. We're getting so close. I'm so excited. Now, Beth Ann, she's a Mississippi girl. I come from the North. That's right. Have you ever experienced a white Christmas in Mississippi? I cannot remember. It would truly be a Christmas miracle to it walk out and see snow. In fact, a lot of my Christmases, I can remember like even wearing shorts on Christmas morning, which just wow. doesn't feel right. But I don't know if you know this. I have family in Illinois as well, Southern you Illinois. Do. So we usually did spend part of our Christmases there and a lot of times there would be snow. So I did get to experience some as a child, but never in Mississippi. Maybe, maybe this is the year. Have you checked this, this the farmer's the almanac? You know, I haven't, but I I hear those are strangely accurate. Yeah, uh Canticuck legend Jim Bronner is telling me that the farmer's almanac is telling me that that we're gonna have a white Christmas here okay. in Branson. So we'll get we'll back see. to you. Let we'll you know. see. Hey, we have a special guest today, BA. Who is it? Well, speaking of a white Christmas. Shay, we've got oh. none other than Mr. Joe White. Welcome back to the podcast, Joe. Wow, that was a good little metaphor. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. That was a nice transition. It was a nice transition. Joe, what gift are you excited about this Christmas? Well, Shay and Bethann, uh, Debbie Joe tells me, you know, Debbie Joe knows stuff. I don't know stuff. She knows stuff that I will be seeing almost all of our 15 grandkids sometime during the Christmas time. So there's nothing better than that, folks, getting to see my children and all the little grandchildren age like I don't even know their ages. They're small to large. That's amazing. They beat that. That's and, pretty sweet. And then I've got some uh, new legs. Not everybody gets new legs for Christmas, Beth Ann. That's right. Some get their two front teeth, but. No, no, yeah, but th that's right. But I really am getting new legs for Christmas. So I've, I've been trying them out a little bit, and they're kind of fun uh, for, the, for the listeners who are like, don't know who, that, what in the world he's talking about. Uh, I, I, right now, I, I just. I don't really have legs. I'm just kind of, you know, I sit in a chair. It's lovely. But they're adding like little cute little plastic metal, whatever those things are, legs. And so, yeah, I get to walk. Be fun. Yeah, it's been a really fun journey to watch this, <laughs> Joe. And, you know, for our listeners, it's been two years since you walked, right? Two and a half, two and a half wonderful years. I mean, two and a half every years. Second of it. And in the last two weeks, Joe White has been bebopping. In and out of classrooms, up and down hills. Of course, this is classic Joe White. There's hills in these Ozarks. And just the other day, he's going up and down one of the biggest hills in the neighborhood. Why not? Why not? He's also been seen dancing with his wife, Debbie Joe. First thing I did when they got my legs the other day in the lab in Oklahoma City, I asked my wife for a dance. 
And that was really that was really fun. So that sweet. is awesome. Well, we are celebrating with you, Joe. Thank That's you. So awesome. <laughs> Beth Ann, you got a scripture for us today. What is it? It is Luke 2, 13 through 20. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army of angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. And when the angel had departed them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem, then, and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen him, they made known the statement which had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at the things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God all the way for all that they had heard and seen, just as they had been told. So, Beth Ann, that is the neatest scripture. <laughs> They're all neat. They're all great. So for today's greatest scripture ever, uh, and I love that story. I love to hear little Linus tell that story to Charlie Brown. If you haven't, you know, Google that up lately. Uh, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown, Linus says. So I'm, I'm holding in my arms a little, this cute little blue bundle. I've got a cute little blue baby blanket here. As you can hear the, the sweet little cooing noises of this little baby I'm holding. Uh, he's a cute little baby boy. And as a, as a grandfather of 15, I can tell you, I've held a few babies in my arms. And there is nothing like a grandpa getting to hold his little grandson. Well, this little bundle is not my grandson. And actually, it's not even a real baby. It's, but it's a cute little baby doll. Don't you think that's cute, Beth Ann? Isn't he it's so pretty? adorable. And so I, I have this little baby because uh, we did our can of cut Christmas party the other night, and our little baby came. And I was thinking, going into our Christmas party, about carrying this little baby up there and thinking about what all is in this bundle. And, you know, there's a lot. When you're holding baby Jesus in your arms— and I can imagine the shepherds in the little manger and what it would have been like if Mary, and maybe they did. I don't know. I, they probably, I, they could have, maybe, would have held baby Jesus in their arms. And I wonder if they would have recalled the voice of the angel. And it says in verse 14 of that passage, Beth, then, and a multitude of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men. And so inside this bundle, there's, there's love. Certainly, when you hold Jesus, you're holding love. If you can picture yourself today, our dear listening friends, you're holding love in your arms if you hold baby Jesus. And certainly that's what Christmas is for, to hold the baby Jesus, isn't it? And you're holding joy in your arms. And you're holding hope. We, we know that Jesus brings love and joy and hope. But we also know when you're holding baby Jesus, you're holding peace. If there's anything the nearness of Jesus brings 
to us is peace. So, so I invite you this morning just to, to kind of sit with me and let me hand you the baby Jesus and hold peace in your arms. You, you know, Jesus promised some things about peace. In fact, the last thing he said after he grew up and then was on his way to, to be crucified to bring peace with God he told his fellows, his, his closest friends, 11 of them at that time, he said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but in me, you're going to have peace. And that's a promise, folks, that, that, that when you hold baby Jesus, you're holding peace. And, and, and certainly, that prophetic voice of Jesus is true today. In the world, there, there, you don't really find a lot of peace out there. And, and, and then how it is painful to watch, you know, your favorite news show, whether it's the CNN channel or the Fox channel or the NBC channel or whatever channel you like, and, and you just see so much unrest as America's lost her peace. We're fighting about everything in our country today. What a tragedy. We have so much. Our Christmas trees have, have things under them where kids in the world don't have a Christmas tree to cut or anything under the tree for sure. But we do. Some of us weigh too much under the tree. And yet we're fighting about masks. We're fighting about the the vaccine or not to vaccinate, and we're fighting about the races when we're all one brother in Christ, we're all one tribe, one, one, one nation, one Lord, one faith, one hope, one baptism. Uh, scripture says we're all brothers and sisters, uh, and yet we're fighting about that. The church is fighting. Oh, my. I, I just cringe. I hear the pastors fighting with one another. Are people within the church fighting the elders and the elders, the people, the people, the elders, the elders, the pastor? And, and, and just, just, the church, so much of the time, is, is fighting and arguing. And then the Internet, oh, my, has that brought strife to mind as we blog about each other, we gossip about each other, we, we tell our one-sided opinions about one another, things we don't even know if they're true. And we broadcast them like they're truth. We just talk. It's gossip. It's slander. It's what Scripture calls it. And then in the family business that we're in is we work with kids and parents really all the time. That's what we do at Kennecuck. We work with kids and, and their parents. And, and the way kids talk to their parents anymore, I just can't believe it. The way kids take their parents so for granted. The way, the way husbands squabble with our wives and vice versa and and, and sisters and brothers and siblings and it, it, it just name-calling and, and bitterness. And then as I counsel and we get into the hearts of people who come by and want to talk, and we help them unpack the, the lack of peace in their minds, the emotional instability, the, the anxiety, and, and oh boy, how social media has, if it's producing anything, in our society is producing emotional instability. Anxiety is the new porn of the day. And yet, as I hold baby Jesus, it's, it, folks, you know what it's like? It, it's, I remember as a, a small child, my, my dad had a friend fly into town on a, on, a, 
on a hurricane chaser. It was an airplane, a government airplane, where they go into the, they fly into the eye of the hurricane. I was fascinated as a little kid. I'll never forget it that that I that I, that I saw an airplane that actually flew into the eye of the hurricane, where there was peace. And I think about baby Jesus as I as I hold a model of him in my arms today, and as I invite you to hold him in your arms today, he's the eye of the hurricane. As I behold him, you know, as it says in Isaiah 26.3, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. As I hold him, I'm in perfect peace. If your mind and my mind are fixed on Jesus, our emotional stability will be in peace. As I think about my parents or my children or my siblings, or my church, or my denomination, or, or I'm in perfect peace. There's no strife. There's no anxiety. There's no, there's no bitterness inside this little bundle. Will you hold him today? I was talking to our ministry partner in Lebanon, sweet Mohammed, a dear Christian brother, grew up, grew up a, a, a devout Muslim, met Jesus, and he began to live in peace. And he went back to Lebanon to give his life away to working with kids. We've built a camp together over there. And he's got multiple ministries around the camp. Little Caleb, he calls the little Kanakuk Lebanon. Well, there's rockets flying all around Mohammed from the north, from the south, the, the ever-going battle with Israel, and the missiles go and the missiles come, and the incredible strife in the country is... Hezbollah, which is controlled, of course, by Iran, is literally destroying all of Lebanon. The economy is destroyed. The, the law system is destroyed. The, the trading system is destroyed today. It, there's, there's no peace in Lebanon, but Mohammed sleeps in peace. In Psalms 4.8, it guarantees that. You know, it promises Mohammed, in peace I will both lie down and sleep because the psalmist said, you, Jesus, will make me dwell in peace and safety. I said, Mohammed, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe as you lay down with Jesus by your side, with missiles flying everywhere and all the strife in your country, that you lay down in peace? He said, if I didn't, I wouldn't be in Lebanon. He said, I'd be crazy to live in Lebanon if I didn't have Jesus and the peace of Christ. And so in Lebanon, and so in Haiti with our beautiful children there, and other ministry partners around the world, and certainly our ministry partners all over America, we can come to Jesus this Christmas, and we can hold him. Would you hold a baby today? As you look around you and see the turmoil, maybe in your family, maybe in your mind, would you just hold the baby Jesus this Christmas? And when you do, if you'll hold him close to your heart, in fact, if you'll hold him closer than any other thing in your life and put your hope in him, you'll have peace. And he guarantees if your mind stays on him, you'll live in peace. And that's our Christmas gift to you today. Thank you, Joe. And thank you to our listening audience for sharing your time with us today. 
We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to the Christmas season. And with that, we'd love to pray for you. Lord, we lift up these families and we bless them in the name of Jesus. And we pray, God, that they might lay hold of, um, of that gift, the gift of the season, and find peace in you. I want to pray that you'd calm the storm around them, Lord, and give us joy and, and peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you hadn't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canicutpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com.